Welcome to the True Podcast with your host, Travis and Ashlyn. Uh, happy Tuesday. Happy short, Tuesday. Short week for everybody, hopefully. Um, a great Memorial Day. Thank you thank you to all those who serve, who have served, who have our backs when things get dicey <laughs> and giving us um, just the freedom and the freedom. We have so much freedom in this country and I don't even understand how... Uh, I don't even realize how much freedom we do have because I've never lived anywhere else, but um, much to be thankful for. Yes. Here, here. Memorial Day is sort of like a sneaky, epic holiday that I don't know if I've ever appreciated until this year. Hmm. Yeah, it is really cool. I, I like the patriotic aspect of it. And I think the older you get, the more you do kind of take in the seriousness of the holiday. Um. And then on a lighthearted note, I feel like it's like the unofficial kickoff to summer. Yeah. So it is a great weekend to celebrate and take in. Yeah. I mean, kids got two days off of school. I, I First of all, I love holidays that are always on a Monday. Yeah, that's nice. What, what genius came up? I mean, so nice. I yeah. I mean, talk it just about. makes the rest of the week go by so much faster. And even though you worked today, you kind of felt like you were off a little bit just because it was slow. Not no a lot emails. of emails. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you'll get more emails on Christmas than you do on Memorial Day. People don't work Memorial Day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great day. We went up and saw your parents in Temecula for the weekend for a night and got some Temecula goodness and baseball <laughs> in this weekend and family time. It was great. Well, what's going on with you? How's life? What's Getting fat new? and sassy. And <laughs> um, I mean, I can't believe we're end of May. That's five months. Like this year's flown, flown by. Um, not surfing as much. I'm obviously working, taking care of people. I mean, things are never been um, just trying to be intentional every, about everything I do at work mm-hmm. and uh, which is really fun. I really enjoy that component of it. And um, gosh, baseball has gripped our family, you know, and our girls, we love our girls and they're at this sweet, cute age and I can see how sports can eventually get intense. Right. But with our 10 year old son, there's just so much development happening and, and kids, between like 9, 10, 11, 12, like they just all of a sudden grow up. And mm-hmm. um, anyways, I mean, baseball is an interesting sport. And of course, my mind is always learning mm-hmm. about new things. So I've just been thinking about a million things all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. If you know Travis in real life or if you've listened to the podcast, you probably can gather that he gets obsessive with things very easily, whether it's the latest phase diet, it's baseball, it's his job. I mean, I've been learning surfing, things, surfing, Rubik's Cube, magic, magic, comedy. It's just the way your brain works. It gets hooked and it's really hard to let go. And what's sweet about it with baseball is that it impacts our family and our son. And I think that it's like a hobby you guys can do together that you both enjoy. And it's not like you just like, oh, let's go play catch. It's you are constantly researching the best bats. 
Should he be on a travel ball team? What type of balls should I get to play catch with? Like, there's always a new gadget showing up at the front door where you, you know, this weekend, I think you got a new set of like weighted balls and then this like mini metal bat, which I still don't understand what that's for. And then you, you come home tonight from, from a school with this like life-size metal figurine that apparently you think is trash. And now that's the stand-in batter. So when Beckham practices pitching out front, he can practice well, against Sally. Yeah. So well, let me let me explain. So <laughs> yeah, the small bat is it's what's called a one-handed bat, mm-hmm. and so you use it for your right hand and your left hand, and it really emphasizes how each hand's different, has a different role. By the way, baseball companies when they sit in boardrooms and they think about the new gadget, they are thinking about their customer. I am the ideal customer. <laughs> Because I am that dad that's like, ooh. Do you find these things on Instagram or like a swipe up thing? Well, nowadays they find me. I mean, yeah, they, 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 find they, you. they, they know my algorithms. They know my search history. They know where I'm weak. They, they know how much <laughs> money I have. So they are all the marketing tactics. I can't go on Google without an ad popping up because of my searches. I mean, it's, you know, so anyways, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm definitely hooked. I mean, the, the amount of energy I've spent thinking about a batting cage, it's just insane. And that's the way, it is the way my mind thinks. It's a balancing between what, what's reality, what's possible, what's feasible, what makes sense. You know, how you, you know, how far deep do you go down, you know, this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, it's, well, it's just... It's fun. We're both doing it together. And he, it's something he's interested in. So it's not dad, me pushing him. I'm in the surf. Last year, I told him this verbatim. Why are you playing baseball? Let's go surfing. This is stupid. <laughs> and then as soon as baseball ended, even in 2020, kind of midway through the season, I was like, all right, dude, let's go surf. And we didn't play baseball. I don't think we played catch, but we played, we just went and surfed. And... um He's like, no, I won't play baseball every single year. And then basically summer of last year is when I was like, okay, it's game on. We're going to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Built a pitching mound. Yeah, I built a stand-in batter so that when he's pitching, you can kind of get a visual of a batter. So, yeah, helpful. and it's helpful. He, he beamed the batter four times, <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> but at, uh, yeah, anyways, it's kind of, it sounds so ridiculous because... I used to walk by baseball fields over and over. I, up, I grew up playing, but I was never into it, you know, mm-hmm. the way I'm into it now. And um, it's just fun, different. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Yeah. We could talk about baseball all night. We're going to we, have to pivot. Otherwise, we'll be, this will be baseball. Oh, the, the, the amount of people bailing <laughs> at, at this point. Keep minutes into this podcast. You're like, okay, what They're else like, are you guys going to talk about? Yeah, we're not going to talk about sex. We're not going to talk about boobs. We're not <laughs> going to talk about alcohol. Um, it's just good old fashioned. What's going on in our life? Okay, I think. And what else? Um, any deals? Anything that's just exciting in your life? Any like hacks or just things that are. <sighs> You're on a diet now, which that's great, babe. By the way, you're so anti-diet and it's like, what's it, what what was your intuitive eating? Well, if you were intuitive, you would just be a behemoth because you just, 
constantly eat what you want to eat, but now you're on a restricted diet, and how long is this going to last? You know, I don't like talking about diets, and I'm not on a diet. I'm just being extremely mindful about what I eat for the next two weeks. It's like a modified Whole30, and I hate Whole30, and I swear I'd never do it again. But I do have a couple like whole grains in there. Like I eat a little bit of black beans and this like clean chili I made tonight. You're not allowed to eat beans on Whole30, which is stupid. And like I ate some oats like in this healthy sugar-free oat cup, banana cup thing I made. That's it though. So I'm trying to eat just super clean and healthy. I'm tired of feeling tired and sluggish and just like I'm carrying extra weight. And so I'm just going to do a two-week just kind of... I don't know. Just pull it together. It's not a certain diet per se, but that's what I'm doing. Um, besides <laughs> that, you know, I'm craving sugar right now. Oh, God. and it took everything in me not to even just take a little nibble of the ice cream. But that's what I do when I'm like serving the kids. You know, a little bit of this, a little rip of the bread, and it all just kind of adds up. So I'm just trying to be <laughs> extra mindful. Yeah, you're an Italian. I, I just like to nibble and eat and pick. You love and food. I love I mean, food. I mean, who love- doesn't? Don't you? I'm obsessed with food, but but yours is like an intimate relationship. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Like the way you, I mean, the way you look at cheese is different the way I look at cheese. I mean. You look at food more just to like fill yourself up and like. Exactly. And like people, it is where I it, like enjoy it more. Exactly. For me, it's like gasoline in the car. It doesn't really, you know, like I like the high end the gas. So it makes it, the engine sound good, but um. Oh yeah. yeah. It's an experience. Like I love going to good restaurants. I love good food. I read magazines. I think about recipes. It is just all encompassing. Yeah. It's very textual. I mean, you. I love it. It's just like, it's kind of annoying because I'm always thinking about food and what I'm going to eat. And I just, I do. I wish I could just eat and be satisfied and move on with my life. But that's Well, not you probably should just be, you know. So I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to just eat to fill myself up. What fills me up for breakfast? Eggs. Okay, eat a bunch of eggs. Okay, what can I eat that's clean? And so in high school, you were lunch? on a were you on a diet in high school? I wasn't on a. I f- remember the first time I dieted, which was I did that Weight Watchers thing. Uh, in How high old school, you? I was 17. You did Weight Watchers in high school. I quit water polo, which made me have a huge appetite naturally. I mean, swimming is like gnarly. So I quit water polo and then I just got obsessive with working out and counting my calories, which was so unhealthy. I was like, so So Weight Watchers will take you in no matter matter how skinny you are. I did it like not, I didn't, well, I didn't join Weight Watchers officially, but my mom was kind of doing it unofficially as well. And like we knew the whole tracking system and point system. And so I just kind of learned it. And calculated my points. Like I would take, I remember like a V8, one of those small V8, like mm. nasty little, I know you like it, like cans they for lunch because they're like zero points, I remember. And I would take like an apple and like maybe something else, like tiny. And that would be my lunch and I'd eat that all day. And then I would go straight to the gym and I'd work out for like an hour, hour and a half. And my goal was to burn off all the calories that I consumed that day. What were so you that trying I could to, like eat a bigger dinner. Trying to look your best for your boyfriend. Or trying to, why were you trying to do it? I just had this like complex that I I think I was single. I wasn't with anybody, and I just wanted to be your best. Be my best. I wanted to just be skinny. I kind of I don't know. I always felt like I was like a thicker, 
sporty girl, not thick, but like definitely more athletic. And I just wanted to be like a skinny girl. (laughs) And so that was the goal and it was super unhealthy and it was so bad. And it was probably an unofficial eating disorder just because I was just so consumed with it. And it only really lasted until I went to college. And then I, you know. Yeah, I saw pictures. I mean, you're you're stunning. It was pretty skinny and you had big chichis. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Well, I still am, right? But yeah, so I just feel like that's kind of been my life. It's, this has been unhealthy relationship with food. Never like a categorized eating disorder, but definitely can go through phases. And that's why I've sworn off dieting. But it's a balance. So you can't just eat whatever you want anymore. But I definitely have to be mindful. So I'm just trying a couple weeks, trying to be extra careful. Like, I mean, I just love when I'm scooping the kids ice cream to take a little bite or rip off a piece of bread. And I just can't do that. (laughs) Getting closer to 40, everything just hits differently, you know? Yeah. What if you, yeah, what if we, I mean, we have both obsessive personalities. I mean, if I was... I tried to do that diet for a bit and then I don't know. I just gave, I mean, it, the, the, that's how it works for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why I will never have it one drink because it's just one thing. And then it's off the rails. Yeah. And I remember I was in college. I was really obsessed with, with dieting for sure. Mm-hmm. I want because you're around a lot of healthy looking people are people who are good looking and you are trying to, I mean, you're comparing yourself nonstop to people. Yeah. And now we compare ourselves to basically some parents we see at the ball field. So that bar is pretty low generally. (laughs) Or you compare yourself always to your past self, which is like, it's not really realistic to ever look like 23 year old Travis anymore. You know? Yeah. You really don't compare yourself. And it's not like you see a bunch of like a group of your friends on the beach. When was the last time you saw a group of your friends on the beach? I mean, it's just those those occurrences are so rare. I mean, this, to think about a bunch of people by a pool, and now that all your friends, you all kind of, you, we all kind of give up a little bit, right? So we all kind of settle in a, in a more heavier state. <laughs> yeah. We're all, you know, we're all, we're all busy with kids and lives and work, and it's just different than it was just us, and we had time to run every day, and I don't know, just you have, totally you have a couple of your friends that are pretty into fitness, pretty getting. To get their their sexy life back, really? I don't know. Oh, but, do I? Yeah, do. Mm. <laughs> I can't really think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but maybe that will come, and then yeah. maybe that will motivate me. You'll, you know, it's a ripple effect. Like I'm not going to let them get in shape. You'll meet a new guy, maybe Keith, and you'll get into shape. And <laughs> Keith. Oh, Keith. What? Is your position on guns? We're not a big gun family. We have <laughs> oh, no guns in our, in we're our going house. There, aren't we? I, I, I just didn't wanna, grow up with guns. Do I think we, we talked about share that that we have no guns in our family, leaving ourselves vulnerable. Well, <laughs> there's a gorilla that lives here, and he happens to be a magician. But I'm a gorilla. Oh, well, then why don't we have guns? Because why? Because I don't trust myself with them. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't trust my kids with them. And oh, uh, I just, I'll take my chances. I'm, I'm a pretty, I, I'm a pretty violent, intense human being. And I've got bats. I can huck a baseball. I got, I got mace spray. I mean, uh, bear spray 
is phenomenal. Hmm. You can buy bear spray and it's intense. I mean, all you do is get, I mean, our house is kind of like, it's not like some bowling alley where you can see like 40 yards across. There's corners all over the place. <laughs> and I could sneak around the corner, bear spray, bam. And I'll hear somebody. We've got a dog, so hmm. he's worthless, but at least he'll bark, you know? Yeah. So we're totally good. Um, well, yeah. my stance on guns is I'm all for having the right to carry and... I'm all right for the right of people owning guns, but I, I just really, I mean, I don't know what I don't know, but I just don't really see a need for those automatic rifles for anybody. I just do not understand. Like, I feel like they should be with law enforcement and military only. Well, like that's it. Right. But I, I can. Yeah. I think there's obviously some weapons that people can't get a hold of, right? You can't get a hold of a tank. You can't get a hold of a grenade launcher. You can't get a hold of, you can't even get a hold of fireworks. Isn't that kind of funny? Like you can't even get a hold of like certain explosives. Mm. So there's a At lot of things California. that that are banned, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's just, and I, the, the argument for maybe people that feel like they should, ha- I mean, I don't know. I don't understand the argument to having all weapons because you've already given up that, you don't need all weapons. You just want some weapons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, every like certain guns should be illegal. Period in sentence. And particularly guns where you can fire off that many bullets, that many rounds. It's insane because it's not mm-hmm. hunting. It's not even close to anything. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you want, you can still create a bomb. I mean, there's always going to be mental health. Like people who want to do harm. They can figure out. Remember, there was those um, in the Boston Marathon. They used those. It's like compression. What was it called? Hmm. Me, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you, you have a cooker. Oh, the pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to do harm, you can definitely do that, right? But mm-hmm. there's just it just makes it so easy. Yeah. I mean, for for people getting hold of certain weapons. And we've all agreed that we can't get access to certain weapons. And so they go, well, it's a slippery slope. As soon as you take those away, then you start taking the, it's like, you could say that about every law though. It's mm-hmm. a slippery slope. Like a slippery, you just can't, that's not a valid, valid argument. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the constitution allows people to have guns. Great. Have a gun that has six bullets in it. You know, that's mm-hmm. feels like a fair compromise. Anyways. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty sure like all the mass, like latest mass shootings that have happened over the last couple of years are pretty much all related to like AR rifles. And so it just feels like, gosh, why would we, why can't we put aside like our differences and opinions and like well, it feels stances? Like, yeah, and it feels like those discussions are happening. It's kind of like, it is kind of one of those scratch your head going, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And our world is just getting crazier and I just feel like people can't be like more and more people can't be trusted with, unfortunately, those type of weapons. Maybe they used to 20 years ago, but ever since that Columbine shooting when we were in high school, um, or was it junior high? I can't remember. I remember I was homesick that day and just glued to the television. Like, how could that happen? Like I was so baffled that somebody would do that. Um, well, and now and this is happening. You can still protect yourself because people, 
you know, there are responsible people who, who, who own guns. Great. Absolutely. Most people are. Yeah. But didn't this, and they, I feel like you could still protect yourself from a go of someone, somebody overthrowing the government, which is, I mean, please, if they wanted to overthrow, they could do that. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to like with this whole Russia thing, they're able to just, just cancel your accounts, like your bank account, seize things. I mean, it, in a second, mm-hmm. I mean, we have no control either way. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, but, but people can still have, you know, um, I don't know. I just don't see that happening. You could still protect yourself, but there's, there's gotta be a limit. I mean, this, this idea. Mm. And I remember I immediately read that story and I go that the, the shooter ran into a couple of security guards and then he got into the school. And I guess there's an investigation, right? So, but when I read the article, I was like, it didn't make sense. Like, why was he in there for an hour? Like, why is nobody talking about it? And sure enough, two days later, um, you know, and it's like armchair quarterback, what you would have done looking back on it. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like, um, you know, it's crazy stories coming out of that. And that was a whole bunch of rambling. Yeah. Well, with the security guards, they were there protecting the school in general. They're officers, they? I think. They're so that was security. interesting that they were actually at the school because a lot of people have said, well, why don't you put armed security guards at schools, you know? And that didn't deter this kid. Um, well, if you would have had somebody, you know, shooting at him. Yeah. You know, like what happened? Apparently there was some kind of gunfight before he got into the classroom. Yeah, but I think he had all the tactical gear. He wasn't apparently but phased. But not on his legs. Yeah, I know. If they had guns, they could have just like ran after him. They should have tactical gear too. They should have like a body armor vest. Yeah. The whole situation is just disgusting and terrible. But yeah, that's my stance. I think I'm with you on that one. And I just, I don't see a need for that. Tough tough conversations because I had to go, I mean, and this is just me, but my fourth grader. I was like, hey, man, so if something were to happen at the school, I want you always thinking about like a game plan of how you're going to exit, where are you going to go, you know, like, when can you get you out? When did you say that? Huh? When did you say that? Yesterday. <laughs> oh, gosh. I said, you know, look at your windows in your classroom. Like, are these windows that are easily broken? Can you get out of them? Are there two doors? You know, what is your strategy to getting away, you know? Mm. And it's funny, kids don't have, they don't, and they don't think about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When I'm at church, though, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, if somebody comes in through that door, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I think about that once a week. I do, too. I think about that at church. I thought about this week at church. I think about that in crowds. I think about it at concerts and Padres games and yeah. uh, movie theaters. Movie because th- yeah. it's just like, that's the, sadly, that's the world we live in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think our, I wasn't really planning to tell our fourth grader about it, but they did like a moment of silence at the Padre game and he had heard Travis talking about Texas. So he was like, wait, what is going on? And so it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to talk about this because I don't want them to live in fear, but I also, yeah, we need them. And our girls don't, I don't think know about it, but like they do need to be wise and prepared. And well, in other countries they prepare the kids and say, Hey, look, there's, there's violence out there. Yeah. You know, to just to just not brush it off, like you have to have a plan. You know, one of the kids uh, did it was on twenty twenty or whatever today, and mm-hmm. he played dead. 
Um, and he so survived. But all, I mean, he, all he heard, I mean, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, awful. there is, you know, I mean, that's what I would want Bex to do. You know, grab blood, put it on you, lay down, don't move a muscle. If the guy's in your classroom, you know, don't, try, don't be on the phone. I mean, it was just, ah, uh, just horrifying. I mean, okay. it's just the worst story in the world. Mm. And um, I hope there's, you know, there's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the solution. Honestly, it's happen. a quick, and it, people say, well, what's really going to change? Is it really going to stop people from doing harm? No, people who are mentally ill are going to keep doing harm. But, but it, 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 it sends a message that our country doesn't stand for everything. Like we don't, we don't let people get every weapon. Okay. No. You can't get a Renee launcher. You can't get these new guns because we're a good country. You know, mm-hmm. we have to have like realistic, you know, I know there's still going to be tragic events all the time and people are going to mm-hmm. get them illegally. Okay. Yeah. But we're making it too easy. It's just too easy now. We're, it, well, he it's was like, what does our country stand for? Like a few days before walked in, bought the guns and walked out at 18 years old. You're still a child, a child at 18. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, I can't talk about that oh, story anymore. It gives me a pit in my stomach. It's just, it's tragic. But, um. Well, we're approaching June and we've had no guests on our podcast. But that's going to change. We are teeing things up. We Wheels are. are in motion. Wheels are in motion, folks. If you want to be a guest on our show. Reach out. <laughs> we we might just have you. Yeah, we got, we do. I've got some trying to get some dates in the works for somebody. So and we got to get multiple mics. Yep. But anyways, it's a short Tuesday summary Memorial Day podcast. We appreciate you all tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in every week, guys. We love you. It's true. <laughs> true. We don't know who you are, but we do love you. We do appreciate you tuning in. And um, we hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. Yep. Take care.